What's the one thing that you can improve on in 2023? You're about to find out. This is Financial Life Planning, the Mike Morton Podcast. And I'm hosting Mike Morton's podcast for no reason. I'm Matt Robeson. Mike Morton, Happy New Year. How are you? Are we gonna are we gonna be on like TikTok also? Or are we already over the limit for the length of a TikTok? You know that you, yes, the answer is yes, and you are gonna be required to dance as part of this discussion. <laughs> Sweet. You're basically you're gonna have to sit there and go. This is just this is gonna be silent. This is not gonna be interesting for our audio viewers. But I'm yeah. just pointing what? to the corner and making like suggestive faces, which is all that uh, TikTok influencers do, and then they put things up on screen, which are mundane and pointless. Is that how you got your wife by pointing by dancing like that? Because that would be very sad. Your wife, your wife is way smarter than I that. am. Not a dancer. Okay, I'm many things. One of the things I'm not going to bother about trying to improve about myself in 2023 is dancing. I don't care. I'm a bad dancer. (laughs) I'm going to be a bad dancer my whole life. (laughs) All right, Mike, you want to talk about what to improve in 2023. Why? So good to see you, man. So good to see you. So here we are at the beginning of the new year. We have I've missed you, my friend. We've get, taken a few weeks off from my podcast, from the podcasting. So it's great to see you here, start of 2023. And as we get into a new year... Right? What do we do? Do your resolutions. Remember those? They're so passe now. You can't do more, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, 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 I see. You're trying to sneak in. This. You're euphemizing. Oh, my gosh. This is like... This is like temporary refund right. adjustment, That's which right. means tax increase. Oh, what a what a load of hooey. I can't believe you just set me up for that. I like told people the one thing you can improve, blah, blah. You're just talking about New Year's resolutions, jerk. Ah, got you. You got man. me. Yeah. You got me. 100%, man. So we used to do like resolutions, right? And then it was, uh, no, no one, no one keeps their resolutions. Let's talk about habits, you know, which I'm a big fan of habits, but you know, you're setting up something you stick with, you know, make it small, uh, or smart goals. Remember those? I never had any. So no, <laughs> never had, they had to be measurable and actionable and R and a T. So anyway, <laughs> they had to be smart goals. So here's the thing. So I do want to share something. And I do want to get the listeners thinking about this. What is for me, I decided to pick a one thing to improve upon. And the reason I'm picking one thing is because it's a domino effect. So I think this came from Peter Thiel, the one thing, right? So if you pick just one thing to focus on and to do and to implement, then hopefully it gives it you that domino effect of actually changing quite a few things for the better in your life. So right. this is my this is my adopted mantra of one job at a time, every job a success. There you go. Yeah. And I love that focus on just one, you know, and that, Matt, I took that away too, is, you know, one job at a time throughout my day and doing that time blocking, right? So focusing, you know, getting efficient with the one thing, making sure you're doing a really good job. So this is kind of along the same lines and I'm going to share what I'm doing and hopefully inspire the listener to think about maybe, maybe you've already thought about something that you're going to try to improve upon. Hopefully it's not just like an amorphous, I'm going to get healthier in 2023, you know, what does that mean? Like, what are you gonna actually do? So here's for me, it was, a, it was a combination of a couple things happening in my life that I wanted to, you know, kind of do a better job at, right? There's, right. you know, a million things. So for me, it was in the evenings. It was just kind of like, I'm not seeing my family as much. We're all really busy and stuff. And so I want to do a better job with that. So I, here's my one thing, Matt. My one thing is at eight o'clock at night, I'm gonna brush my teeth, put away all my electronics and go downstairs. All right. Now the downstairs is where my kids' rooms are when they're getting ready for like the bedtime and stuff. They're a little bit older now, so it's eight, nine, ten o'clock. You know, they're kind of getting ready. But that's my one thing. So I had to just focus on one thing in the evenings. At eight o'clock, I brush my teeth, 
put away my electronics, and go downstairs. That's admirably simple and easy to remember. I like that. What are you hoping to get? Here's another Here's another fun hack. Because um, the kids call them hacks these days. As opposed <laughs> That's to like, right. Everything is hack. It's like, all right, like a kind of cough. So here's, here's, here's a fun hack. Um, if you're selling someone on something, don't talk in terms of why it's like admirable or exciting. Talk about why it's beneficial. What is good about this for them, right? So, um, Mike, what's good about this for you? What are you hoping to get out of this one thing? Right. So there it is. So one thing, super simple to implement, right? Seems very straightforward. But what are the benefits? And this is why I like this idea of just focusing on one and getting those domino effects. So what are the benefits? The benefits are multifold. One, brushing my teeth at eight means no more eating after eight. Oh, I, I thought it was because you had that whole British dentistry thing going. But okay, go on. <laughs> Well, then I get to brush my teeth as well, which is always good, like making sure that happens. But then it's no more eating, so I'm not doing the late night eating, snacking, right? So good to follow on benefit there. Putting away electronics, of course, we know, you know, uh, and I've witnessed this firsthand where, oh, I'll just check one more thing before bed, right? I'll just check my email because we all love to check. Remember, you used to get mail once a day. Wasn't that great? You just like sort of got that mail once a day and now it comes in all the time. Are you ready to create your ideal lifestyle? Let's discover what's most important to you and design a plan to have more of that in your life. Go to meetmikemorton.com. All one word, meetmikemorton.com. I do remember getting physical mail. Here's the thing about me is I hate letters. I hate getting letters. And I have a very productive filing system for dealing with mail. I got it from Andy Dwyer on Parks and Rec. The mail comes in and I let it sit in the mailbox until my wife brings it inside the house. And then if I can't find a place to put it, I put it in the freezer. I feel like that's probably the best storage location for it. Occasionally I find out that someone wanted to pay me money. And like I find this out like months later and they've canceled the check because I hate physical mail so much. And then it's very cold. That is very cold money because <laughs> it's been in the freezer. <laughs> Well, I'm not sure, again, I'm not sure how that's going to work out waiting for your wife to, to do the job for you, Matt. But I have my son. It's on his chore list. So we get the mail about once a month in our house. It comes in. And I don't know what happens in between with the mail person that can no longer stuff more things into our mailbox. But my point here with the electronics. So electronics, the mail coming in, you know it's happened to you as well. You'll get like one, you know, you'll just check. Well, I'll just check right before bear and browsing. And then something will come in and start spinning your wheels. Maybe it's, you know, a new business thing or a personal thing that's like, oh yeah, I forgot to do that or I need to get on this or whatever it is. So put the electronics away, get that out. No longer, you know, having that nice bedtime routine. So there's a benefit, but the biggest benefit's this, the going downstairs part. So the going downstairs part is that my kids are hovering around, getting them ready for maybe doing some homework, getting things ready for tomorrow, whatever it is. So they're poking around. So I get to spend more time with them, you know, seeing them rather than just me being upstairs doing whatever. I get to, it's downstairs, the kitchen laundry. I can like clean up from dinner, get that stuff put away, get set up for the next day. And then I'm going to really do a lot of reading. So instead of just reading upstairs, I'm going to read downstairs, modeling reading for my kids. I want to do a lot more reading in 2023. So, you know, having a time for that every day. So you can see there's, I've just listed five or six or seven different benefits 
from spending three minutes, you know, one thing a day to focus on and just taking three minutes to do it has all those follow-on benefits. Mm. I, I like that. It reminds me of there was a semi-viral article a few years ago from a general who wrote that the one thing you should do is make your bed in the because it was a focusing mechanism. The benefits were by getting yourself organized and taking that step, it it, it sort of set the stage for you to be productive and execute on the small tiny whatever synonym details that you need to execute on to have a successful day like all the stuff that has to get done and is like a daily chore i'm not sure i totally buy the psychological follow-on afterburn effect of that but uh, i did it i make my bed every morning so um you know maybe (laughs) but i i I am gonna hereby reject your one thing for me i'm not ready i'm not ready and the thing is my kids are slightly younger than yours so I can still get away with my good quality interaction time with them earlier, and I brush my teeth anyway. Now, the <laughs> one benefit there is it's true. Once you brush your teeth, you're not going to raid the freezer for ice cream. Let's be clear. I could benefit from doing away with that, but um, I- I'm going to leave that to a future year. A future – all right. That can, that can be a future year. But, you know, continuing on, that's my – so that's my one thing, Right that I've decided is going to be really great for where I am and what I want to accomplish. But you mentioned another one. I would necessarily just making the bed, but the but putting out your workout stuff for the morning. That's mm-hmm. a very popular one. Like, oh, in the evening, I'm going to lay out my workout stuff. So when I get up in the morning, you know, you're tripping over it. You have nothing to do, but like put on the work, you know, the running shoes, get to the gym or go for a jog or whatever it is. Like, again, there's just one thing to focus on every night, putting out your gym stuff. You know, so there's a lot. I think whatever it is that you're interested in doing more of this month or this year, you can come up with something, make it super simple as the follow on effects, you know, of implementing the great habit or or nudging you in the right direction. You could do it with health. You could do it with fitness. You could do it with your family. You could do it with finances, anything. But I just think it's a really great mechanism for getting going. What is it that's really important to you in 2023? What do you want to spend more time and energy doing and set yourself up for something in motion, the one thing that you can do that will nudge you in that direction. All right, now we've gotten to the fun part of the podcast where I ambush Mike Morton. I'm really looking forward to this because Mike, you've been set up, man. You have been set up and I'll tell you why. You actually gave me some homework before this show. You said that I should come up with one thing to do, to work on, to improve in 2023, and I failed your homework assignment. So take that. (laughs) Thanks, Obama. (laughs) So, Mike Morton, what I'd like to do now is I could just just kind of hear some of our listeners and viewers thinking to themselves, well, it's great that you came up with that, you know, Einstein, but uh, I don't want to brush my teeth at 8 o'clock, and no, I'm going to keep my phone, and I don't have kids, or whatever it is. And so... If you're casting around, if you're kind of into this idea of, all right, I like the one, the one thing. That sounds cool. How do I find the one thing that's that's right for me? Let's workshop this a little bit. Mike Morton, you give people advice on life. It's called financial life planning. Sorry. Sorry. Um, Sorry. Yeah. Disclaimer. You, you guide people through this. Here is me, your, your live client. How do I figure out what's the one thing that I should do? Matt, what is it that – think about – a situation that brings you happiness and joy in the last couple of months. 
Put yourself in a situation in your day where you're like, oh man, this was a great, this was a great day. Or I really enjoyed, man, I, you know, the end of this day or in the middle of this, like here was a great situation. <clears throat> okay. You got something? Yes. But it's leading me to an answer of, I want more world domination. How do I get that? <laughs> okay. All right. Fine. This is good. No, all too right. much. All right. No, no, no. No, no, no. The world domination is good. No. I mean, you do want to set your sights high, Matt. So world domination is good. Let's go. All right. Wait, so me, hold on a sec. No, that's step one. Step one was just imagine so I've got two that things. situation. Help me choose. No, no. Help me choose. I'm not. Wait. I'm not ready. You're not done yet. Oh, I'm not done yet. Now I want you to think about what was the, the parts of the situation that set yourself up for being really happy, enjoying that moment of that day or that moment that brought you so much joy and satisfaction? Mm. Well, all right. This is a little bit of a problem here, but I think we're going to work through it. Problems are good. Challenges are good. Yeah. Um, I have two competing. First of all, I have two competing ideas. Um, one is a professional one. I can think of several days yep. in the last year where I had a really good slash big show that, you know, really got a lot of traction, a lot of listeners, a lot of viewers. And that's just really satisfying when you have something that you've worked hard on and you know is good and interesting and thoughtful and also that people are, are into and that, you know, you're sharing the work you've done with a big audience. And I've had that happen with a few articles. I had an article for Newsweek that was the number one article on Reddit politics for a day. Oh, that was pretty sweet. I love that. Also had some really satisfying personal days where I've been part of, I coach some of my kids' sports. So like whether I'm coaching or not, where I'm, I'm part of them doing something mm. that I really enjoy, you know, and seeing them be successful and, you know, have a great time with their teammates and friends. That also gives me a lot of satisfaction. Here's the problem connecting both of those. It seems like when these things go well, I'm not sure what goes into that. It's like... Uh, hold on a sec. Wait, wait. Go. Okay. I got you. I got you. You know what come, jumps out at me? And we're doing this rather quickly, right? I'd love to have some more time. But what jumped out at me right away is your enjoyment of helping people, whether it was professional or your family, or it could be your community, but the enjoyment of being with people and being helpful and of service to those mm. people. Okay, so whether the podcast and articles, of course, blowing up is always nice to get some uh, celebration, right? Something bigger happens. What I heard also was just being helpful. Like you, you had some good stuff and it got out there and you saw people giving you feedback, like, thanks so much, you know, it got out there. And the same with your kids, like obviously being involved with your kids and spending time, but also being helpful, being around, enjoying like you giving them some coaching because you mentioned coaching. So giving some coaching, right? And that brings you a lot of satisfaction seeing that getting implemented and enjoying that fun. So the question is, all right, so let's just pick that instance. How, do you, how are you going to spend more time oh. being helpful, you know, whether I it's see. professional or personal? And then I bet you, if you start brainstorming that and say, okay, what can I come up with? Here's the things I can do, four or five ideas. And then you can come up with one thing to help nudge you in that direction. And what I would suspect, Matt, is if you spend more time, even if it doesn't get the blow up success of a big article, or even if it's just a little moment, I bet you will end every one of those interactions feeling more joyful and satisfied because you know you're being very helpful and involved with people that you care about or out there in the community or providing knowledgeable service. I love the way you ran through that because what I hear you saying is, first of all, you're identifying 
the through line of what made me feel good about those things. And it wasn't so much the success. It wasn't because the kids on the soccer team won that day. It wasn't because, although that typically helps, it wasn't because an article blew up, although again, it helps, doesn't hurt. Mm -hmm. It's more the feeling that I, of being involved, of helping, of connection to other people. So what you're saying is, think less about the specifics of, I've got to spend more time kayaking Maybe what you need to do is you need to identify what's a more generalizable thing, a lot of satisfaction out of, and figure out how to do that. Yeah. And I would get it down to specifics. Okay. So at some point you got to say like, I'm going to sign up and be a coach for my team every week, you know, because right. I know that brings me satisfaction. I know it's going to cost me three hours a week, but I'm, but that's worth it to me, you know? So you, you get down to those, but this is the kind of work, Matt, that I think is what I do in general. It's just, so it's fascinating for you to ask that question. A lot of it has that financial tilt to it, but it's really, as you know, the life planning, right? What brings joy in your life? And then how are you going to get more of that? So I really appreciate the, I appreciate the question and everybody can do that, you know, and start bringing in more of those elements that bring you a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, you can really see the connection point to the financial side of this too, which is, I mean, you've talked about this on the show before, that this is a very important part of the financial planning process is figuring out. And often that's hard. That kind of question is a hard place to start. Yes. I don't know. I want more money, dumbass. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like, exactly. yeah. Okay. I got Hello? you there, but yeah, but okay. That cause you've talked about, that's not really true. What people really want is something else that the money enables. And so frequently, so the, basically the, the loop and the take home here is you can get to those long-term satisfaction increasing things by figuring out what they are, what's sort of the core of what brings you satisfaction. And then like solving any problem, you break it down. You break it down into tangible steps with multiple tangible benefits and you implement one. You implement one that you can do, that you can be successful at, and then hopefully being successful at that starts to set up a pattern of a positive feedback loop that leads to more single steps and leads to more success. Oh my God, Matt, you just broke down my entire business. Well, that's my, <laughs> my job is for you to hand me your watch, me to tell you the time and for me to feel smart. That's, that's what this minute. show is all about. That's why you have me on hosting your show, which is yeah, by the way, oh, man, yeah, we got to get back to that. Why are you the host? I don't understand this, but Why for I, another time. I sound like Admiral James <laughs> Stockdale in the 1992 vice presidential debate. It's like, who am I? Why am I here? And let's wrap up here on financial life planning with Mike Morton. We will see you next time. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for joining us on Financial Planning for Entrepreneurs. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to and rate the podcast on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can connect with me at LinkedIn or MortonFinancialAdvice.com. I'd love to get your feedback. If you have a comment or question, please email me at FinancialPlanningPod at gmail.com. Until next time, thanks for tuning in. This recording is for informational purposes only and should not be considered for investment advice. Opinions expressed as are of the date of recording. Such opinions are subject to change. We do not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the data presented here.